from analog. Hi, Jim. You have a great signal up here. You're five, nine plus. Digital. We are everywhere you want to be. This is the CQ Blind Hams Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to our CQ Blind Hams Tech Zoom. It's our first one. Uh, my name is Julian Vargas. My call is N1CA, November 1, Charlie Alpha, normally located in Southern California, but currently now in Southwest Florida, enjoying some wonderful times and wonderful weather. So today's uh, meeting is going to be about talking about three of the different ways to connect to the Blind Hams Network. And that would be, uh, we're going to talk about Echolink. DMR and All-Star. And just a note, we're going to be giving sort of basic overview information. Uh, we're not going to really get too deep into the weeds. If uh, people would like, um, you know, as we consider future discussion topics, we can certainly look into doing a more in-depth session on, on a specific mode if, it's, uh, if we get enough interest. Uh, so again, remember to stick around to the end of the meeting where we talk about that. So without further ado, I'm going to kick it over to uh, one of my uh, co-hosts here, uh, Robert NC5R, and he's going to talk to us about Echolink. All right. Well, good evening, everybody. And I am happy to be able to start this off with a discussion of Echolink because it has been around for a very long time. It's an interesting digital mode. They have they say about 350,000 subscribers worldwide or registered Echolink uh, users. And they say you can find up to about 6,000 people on Echolink at any one time. So it's quite popular. And it's interesting because it's a way for uh, amateur radio operators to use a computer, um, a smartphone, various other devices to connect with one another. They do require everyone to send a, in a copy of your license to validate you when you register for an Echolink account. And you can, they have good in, instructions on their website for how to go about uh, getting a, a, a downloadable copy of your license from the FCC uh, database. And once you are registered with, with Echolink and have a valid Echolink username and password, then you can set up Echolink either on a Windows PC or download an app from either the Apple App Store if you have an iPhone or an app from the Google Play Store if you have an Android device. And those apps are, for the most part, really pretty accessible with screen reading technology. And especially these days with the current versions of Echolink, the quality is pretty good between uh, communications. You can communicate with someone privately just um, echo link node to node, or you can communicate with a whole group of people, for example, in 
an echo link conference or on a repeater that is uh, connected to the internet via echo link. When you are using it on a phone, you can do the two finger double tap to um, transmit, to go into transmit mode and then do that again to go back into receive mode. So it, it's like a push to talk, but it stays in transmit mode until you double tap the screen a second time to toggle it off. And that works pretty well. We found here, I've seen a few people have some trouble with, with that double tap method. There's also a, a button on the screen um, labeled transmit. So all in all, th there are some challenges with sometimes the setting up echo link with needing to, to set up some port forwarding and different things if you're going to use it on your uh, computer, but they, they do have everything pretty well documented on the website, which is echolink.org. And I found that pretty informative when I was looking through it for this presentation. So that's kind of in a brief nutshell, sort of an overview of Echo Link, what it is, how it works. Oh, I did want to add before I stop that, that Echo Link is one of the ways that you can connect to the Blind Hams digital bridge. And you can either do that by once you have Echo Link up and running, uh, entering in their search box, a star blind star, and that will get you to the Blind Hams uh, network, or you can directly enter the Echo Link node for the Blind Hams network, which you can get easily from the blindhams.com website. And with that, I will turn it back over to Julian. All right. Thanks, Robert. So, yeah, that's a pretty good explanation. They're concise about uh, Echo Link. Does anybody have any questions about Echo Link that they'd like to ask? If so, just uh, say your name and uh, we will call upon you. Going once, going twice. Just remember, everybody's muted. So, if you want to talk, you have to unmute first. Yeah. See, I remember to look for the unmute button or do it on the computer. If you're using the phone portal, it's star six to mute and unmute. Okay, well, hearing none, uh, uh, we will move on. And uh, for this next uh, segment, we're going to talk about DMR. And to talk about that is one of our other co-hosts, uh, Chris, NE5V. Thank you, Julian. My name is Chris, November Echo 5 Victor. And I don't, I, well, I don't use DMR so much anymore, but uh, when I first got on the Blind Hams network, I was pretty much using it exclusively. That was about two years ago. <clears throat> DMR is probably one of the easiest of the digital modes to use but it's one of the pickiest and hardest to get set up uh, because it actually involves probably more steps than any other mode I know of or have used personally. 
Well, the first thing one has to do is uh, you have to get a, a, a seven-digit code, which is a series of seven-digit numbers, which is a DMR ID. You get that particular code from the website, www.radioid.com. First, you have to create an account. And they verify it. And then you have, of course, have to follow the registration prompts and be sure to have a an official copy of your FCC license because nowadays they require you to upload a copy of that. Now, once you get the DMRID, you have to decide how you are going to connect to the DMR talk groups. Uh, there are lots of, of DMR repeaters you can use, or you can do like a lot of us do and use hotspots. I'm a little biased I, because I'm in a rural area and the only DMR radio I have is a handheld and all of the DMR repeaters are out of range of this handheld. So my experience is mainly with hotspots. But uh, uh, DMR is rather interesting because you have, uh, oh, it's, it's time-based and each frequency has two time slots. So depending on which hotspot you use and uh, whether you use a repeater, you have to know which hotspot or which time slot you're using and uh, which color code you're using. Color code is oh, basically the same thing as a, PL tone, but for whatever reason in DMR, they call them color codes. But anyway, if you're going to use a repeater, you probably should get acquainted with the uh, people who own it, who operate it, and find out which of the talk groups are on which time slots and program your radio accordingly or enter your information on the radio accordingly, depending on which school of thought you have. Oh, then if you're going to use hotspot, uh, think about DMR. There's an awful lot of DMR networks. It's rather fragmented. Uh, the biggest is Brandmeister. And the next one of interest to that and TGIF are the ones of interest if you plan to use DMR on the Blind Hems network. So once you get the DMR ID, you have to uh, register with either Brandmeister or TGIF, or if you, like some of us, we did both. And they get a name and a path or get a, uh, get uh, registered up there. And then they give you security, uh, hotspot security passwords. And oh gosh, to get, you know, actually setting up a hotspot could be a whole discussion in itself so i'd rather not do that but then you know when you're actually programming a radio whether you're doing whether you're doing repeaters or hotspots there's there's two schools of thought on us especially with the newer radios with the older radios it wasn't so much this way 
but uh, some people put a code blog in a radio that has all of their information, like what DMR talk groups you want to use, which ones you don't, well, all that. And then the other uh, procedure is entering them in on the fly, which you can do. But if you're going to if you're going to use a uh, code plug on a radio, there's really four steps to doing that. At least to my way of thinking, the first thing I did with mine was I decided which talk groups I wanted to talk on, and there are lists available on Brandmeister.network and TGIF.network as to what their active talk groups are. So I got a list of the ones I wanted them, and then I started putting them in talk groups. First, you have to put the contacts together, and then you sort them into into, uh, talk groups. Some radios call it TG list, but that's sort of what it is. And then you have to eat with a repeater or whatever. You figure out what channels you're going to use, what what the primary time slot of the channel is going to be, and then which talk group is on the channel. And then you put them all in a zone. But like I say, that's a whole other discussion that uh, that may take more time than uh, I really want to go. But uh, once you go through all of these uh, shenanigans, if you will, uh, all you have to do is find the talk group you want to talk on, whether it's a repeater, hotspot, uh, press your push to talk button, give your call sign, and you are connected to that particular talk group. So as I say, it's, it's, it's easy to use, but it's one of the hardest things to set up. And somebody reminded me of this, and uh, especially when you're using hotspots, if you have more than one DMR radio, what works on one radio may not always work on another. Uh, because especially in the case of the Chinese radios, uh, the, the uh, what I say, uh, the, the center frequency isn't always the same in each of them. Some may be offset furthers in others. So you have to pay attention to, uh, you have to pay attention to the calibration of your, uh, device you're connecting to and you know how your radio acts with it but uh, that's sort of a very 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 simple overview on dmr uh it's been around i don't know probably i'm gonna say probably at least uh at least 12 years that i know of uh maybe longer but i think i'll stop there but if anybody has anything they want to know a little more about i'll do my best to answer all right well, hey, thanks. i'd like to make a comment if possible hang on um well thanks chris i uh, appreciate you uh giving us those details i'm going to fill in a couple of little things about repeaters because actually that's how i got my feet wet into dmr was using the local papa system repeaters and again not not to really go too far into the weeds but uh what chris was saying is absolutely right uh if you're going to talk on a dmr repeater it really helps to find out how they have their repeater set up and what how they would prefer you to use 
the repeaters. Usually, uh, DMR repeaters, as you mentioned, have the two or what are called time slots. What this means is that the repeater can literally support two conversations, two independent conversations going on at exactly the same time on the same repeater. It's just because of the way that the uh, signal is divided. So um, it really, uh, it's good to find out the website or contact the radio club that, that, that sponsors the repeater and just find out, like for example, on the Papa system in California, they prefer that you use time slot two for all their local stuff. Like uh, they, they have a talk group that just, uh, keys up that single repeater as opposed to a whole network of them. And then they also have their own uh, talk group called Papa Chat. And that's for all their members and friends to uh, talk to each other on. Um, and they prefer all that stuff be done on time slot two. And time slot one, they, they prefer you to use if you're going to use a wide area talk groups, like for example, California Statewide or Worldwide 91. It's a really fun group to listen to sometimes because uh, you get people from all over the world coming in there. So it really does help to know that uh, ahead of time on a repeater. And that way, you know, you don't interfere with normal operations. So um, without further ado, I know that I, I heard somebody in there who had a comment. I believe it Johnny, was uh, John. Yeah, John, go ahead with your comment. And then after Johnny, uh, if anybody's got any questions, uh, uh, speak up, uh, uh, raise your hand, if you will, or, you know, let yourself be known and you'll be acknowledged and then you can ask. So go ahead, John. Okay. Well, I was going to add to Chris's uh, thing. They have hotspots or DMR hotspots or uh, what are the MMDVM. Some of them are, uh, they only have one time slot in it, but now they've come out with boards, which I have sitting here in front of me. It's a duplex hotspot. You can actually have uh, two time slots <clears throat> on the actual board, or you can have it set up on one transmit frequency and one receive frequency, or you can actually use uh, two time slots. You can have Brandmeister on one slot and TGIF on another slot, and you can actually receive both of them at uh, – different times or same times just however you want to do it but that, that's an option now yeah definitely and and like we said and D, dmr can definitely be something you can get in the weeds about and uh, it is kind of cool like, yeah you can get one little hotspot and literally uh, monitor two different things like that so thanks for that info uh, does anybody have any other questions or comments related to dmr wb5 um, Okay, I heard a WB5 ECG or Q. Echo Tango. Okay, uh, go ahead. Yeah, uh, my name is Judy. For the newbies and uh, for us old timers around here who don't know everything, could you please tell us about the acronyms that uh, uh, DMR and also the other uh, acronyms that uh, Johnny used? Oh, MMDVM, multi-mode yeah. digital voice modem. Is that right, Johnny? MMDVM, multi-mode. I think so, Joe. I mean, but that's, that, that's not a big deal there. Yeah. Okay, but DMR and also DMR. Digital mobile radio. Digital mobile radio. But Thank you. That That's kind of crazy, too. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, there, there's lots of that, but, but yeah, well, one thing that really helps with this is um, 
not only just to know what these acronyms are, but to, to have them simply explained because, you know, you hear MMDVM and you're like, what the heck does that mean? And really, if to break it down simply, it's just a type of hotspot. There's basically two types of hotspots that I've worked with and uh, the MMDVM and then there's something called an open spot. And I started with one of those MMDVMs and went to the open spot just because I prefer the the user interface of the open spot. But um, um, yeah, so uh, anybody have any other uh, questions yeah, or one, comments? One more, one more comment. Go with that. Yeah, go ahead, Joel. An, an MMDVM is a board. It's a, it's, a, it's a processing board with a radio built in it, and it slides down on top of a Raspberry Pi, either a zero, two, three, four, whatever Raspberry Pi you have. The MMDVM board just mates up with the uh, Raspberry Pi and it turns it into a receiver, which transmit over the internet. That's pretty well. And then uh, the open spot, you got the open spot one, two, and three, and uh, they're all made in Estonia. And it's basically self-contained. You don't build those. They, they're already built where you can build your own MMDVM. I've built three of them myself. And I think Johnny's probably built several of them, but, uh, they're just uh, two two types of uh, hotspots, and they use the, the hotspots. Typically, you can use DMR, DSTAR, P25, and Yesu System Fusion. I think there may be one or two more other modes that a hotspot can use. All right, Julian, I think that's it. Bobby k 4 mpz was in there also. So, and again, I'll remind folks that, uh, you know, if there's enough of an interest we can certainly have a tech zoom in the future dedicated to the discussion of something like DMR. So we could spend the whole time really getting more into the nitty gritty of all these little things. Today's thing is designed to more or less just give an overview. So go ahead, uh, Bobby. Yeah. Okay. It's K4NPZ. I've got one of the uh, blue DVs and uh, I can connect it up to D star, but I can't connect it to Brandmeister. Um, didn't know if anybody had known if it was had been locked out of Brandmeister or if it's really a password problem or anything of that nature. And I'll just listen for the response. Thank you. Anybody All got right. a Blue DV? I don't think we any of us use Blue DVs. Patrick would probably be the one to talk to about that. Um, those are really not really reliable, honestly. In my opinion, I've never got one to work worth a mess of mess. All right, so... Um, Isn't Blue DV an implementation of DV Switch? Yeah, I think the Blue DV is a dongle that, that you plug into a USB port, right, Bobby? And then you use a Blue DV software to do DMR and DSTAR. That's right, Joel. It, it, it's basically, um, you know, plugs into the computer and use the Blue, D, Blue DV software. I've gotten to work uh, reliably on uh, on D-Star just fine. Now, of course, you've got to, um, and I, there's a few of us. I know Enoch has it, and well, several of them use it, but I've just finally got mine to work again. But it's kind of a poor man's way to get in on All-Star. So it does okay. Yeah, but don't you have to have a D-Star uh, compatible radio? You do not, because you're using the sound card and the microphone from your computer to talk on D-Star. Yeah, well, you learned it, me something. Me too. <laughs> and that's what this is okay. all about. <laughs> so go. does anybody 
does anybody else have any questions uh, or need clarification on anything related to the DMR portion of this discussion? Going once, going twice. Okay, well, hearing none, then I guess we'll go on to the uh, third mode that we're going to talk about tonight, and that is uh, easily the most popular mode as it happens on blind hams, and that is All-Star. And the way we're going to kind of do this a little bit is uh, we're all going to sort of chip into this discussion, all of us uh, fellow podcasters here, and uh, see if we can, uh, again, give you all a brief overview about it. I'm wondering, Steve, if you would care to uh, sort of uh, facilitate this part of the discussion. I'll do my best. How do you want to start? Or who would you like to start? Um, I figured, you know, if if, if you want, you can uh, give a brief overview uh, of All-Star. And oh. we can just kind of take it from there. Okay, I'll begin. Uh, All-Star is an analog mode on your radio. In other words, any radio can participate. It doesn't have to be a DMR radio, or a Fusion radio, or a D-Star radio. Any radio will do. And uh, it transmits to another device in your home that acts like a simplex repeater. In other words, when you're talking, it's listening. When it's talking, your radio is listening. This radio is connected to a device which is uh, colloquially known as an all-star node, which on the back end of it connects to the internet. All-star nodes run on Raspberry Pis or just about anything running the Linux operating system, and they consist of the Linux OS with a layer on top of it uh, that comes from one of two sources, and I'll get into those in just a second. What happens is you, uh, with your uh, uh, analog radio, talk to this thing, and you talk to a network of all the other all-star nodes in the world, and you connect to another node, which may or may not be connected to a repeater, but it's always connected to some kind of radio. If you connected to my node, it would be connected to the little radio in the all-star module in my house. If you connect to... Uh, a certain all-star node, you might be on the W0VFW repeater in Wichita, Kansas, or uh, any other type of repeater system in the country. There's a very big network of all-star and other node uh, systems called the East Coast Reflector. There's one on the West Coast called the Wind System, and there's lots of others, but they all use the same technology And they all run on an old telephone system, believe it or not, called Asterisk. If anybody has ever worked with Asterisk, you'll be right at home with All-Star. To get an All-Star radio going, and to get an All-Star account going, you need to do a couple of things. You need to go to uh, a website called All-Star Link, and the address for that is allstarlink.org you create yourself an account excuse me once again you have to provide uh, your license in some form of of machine readable form like a PDF and when you get on the all-star system and you get an account 
you can create yourself what's called an all-star server. Now the server is very misleading. It's not a server in any of the normal server senses. It's not a disk server. It's not a, a, a data server of any kind with which most people are familiar. The, f the main function of this server is, is virtual and it allows you to generate up to 10 individually numbered all-star nodes. Uh, some of us who have a lot of nodes actually have more than one server. Me, I'm only on one server and I have three nodes on it. So I'm just kind of growing slowly. Each one of those nodes is connected to a Raspberry Pi on my end and a radio like I described. So once you get your server set up, you create the first of 10 nodes and you will get assigned a node number. Once you get assigned that node number, you go back to your all-star device and there are two main types. I'll get to those in a second. And you tell that all-star device how to connect to this all-star network. And it's really pretty easy to do. And here comes the fun part. There's the two basic types of all-star nodes, of all-star devices, rather. The two basic types of all-star devices you can get, and that are, are one is called, uh, one runs on a Raspberry Pi, and you download it from a website called HamVoIP. That's H-A-M-V-O-I-P. I can never remember whether it's .com or .org. It's .com. HamVoIP.com. You write this image to an SD card. You put it in your Raspberry Pi. You boot it up. And then there's configuration options that you have to do after that. And they're all very accessible. Another way to get on the All-Star Network is you can buy pre-built uh, all-star nodes from two different guys and all of these things they all do the same thing but it, you know how ice cream comes in different flavors but it's all ice cream well that's kind of the way it is with these things they all do the same thing but they each one do it a little bit differently you can buy a ready-built node called a shari s-h-a-r-i or of what a lot of guys do is they buy the pre-built node which is called a clear node and now that Raspberry Pis are very rare the gentleman uh, Jerry Philby who makes the clear node has uh, come up with a Raspberry Pi based clear node device that runs on the little Pi Zero and he calls that the clear node zero and they're staggeringly popular among the blind hams bridge lately a lot of guys got them I am not a ClearNode owner, so I'm the last person to ask questions about the ClearNode, but I have built about 10 of these other all-star units, and uh, it's very easy to do. It's all done through uh, your computer and SSH, and uh, if, any, if any of you have never used SSH before, that stands for Secure Shell. You go in there, answer a bunch of questions, and bingo, you're on the air. And uh, that's the general overview, and I guess I'll take questions now.
Alrighty. Uh, one thing to add about the, the clear note, which is really nice, is that it also comes with a, with a free app that you can get on iOS and Android. And this app uh, is very accessible. So uh, people who use uh, uh, screen readers like uh, VoiceOver or TalkBack uh, will find that it works very nicely. Everything's labeled and uh, is perfectly usable by someone who is blind. So that that is one of the things you pay for when you buy the clear note. It, it's you know uh, noticeably a little well, at least a little more expensive than uh, something like Ashari, but it does come with that app, and uh, some people prefer that interface. But you can also use it with uh, sending DTMF commands to it as well. So it's kind of like the best of both worlds in a sense. So um, I, I I would say that just to to finish up uh, this portion of the program. The difference between the two is if you want to build your own node with a Shari, you can buy the radio pre-built, you get a Pi, put it together, it's like three pieces, most of which are parts of the case, and then you plug the Shari into the back end of it, load it up with that SD card image that I mentioned before, and uh, answer a few questions and you're on your way. It's totally roll your own. The, the um, clear node from Jerry comes everything pre-built uh you just plug it in it's it's plug and play the best possible plug and play experience you'll ever have and uh, like uh, julian said it's a little bit more expensive but you pay for the support and uh, the, the all the functions that jerry's put into it and his support okay. is great too any five l with one more comment go ahead johnny really also on the clear node, it is also got, which I guess is another topic of discussion. It's got the uh, MMDVM built into it. You can actually go out on DMR and have it come back. You can actually go out on YSF, which is a, a Yesu uh, digital mode, or you can go out on FCS, which is, a, I believe, a Yesu digital mode. All that's built into that node, but it, that's like a little learning curve for somebody that's first getting into this. That will probably be a little learning curve. You'll have to read on it. But And the regular Sherry nodes do not come with that, which I'm not knocking Sherry. I've got two, three Sherry's and three clear nodes, and I link repeaters together that way. I've got one, two, three, four repeaters with clear nodes, and I've got two repeaters with uh, – sherry's and it's it's an ideal way of doing things and it's just what you want what you want out of your particular situation i have a question uh out of what you just said uh we were talking about dmr hotspots before and some of the fancier dmr hotspots will do what is called cross-moding which means you can talk to your local dmr hotspot or your local hotspot on All-Star, and your hotspot will translate it or transcode it, and it will come out the other end and go on, let's say, the Brandmeister network. Now, can you do that with the clear node with an analog front end, or does it have to be like-to-like? Not of as of yet. There are rumors and have been rumors for a year of the the mmdvm or what do they call that pi star nah, yeah is it pi star 
with an analog uh, uh, option, but it has not been put on market yet. But it's coming. Okay, put me on that list, please. Not to confuse people, though, you can indeed use the ClearNode to access the Brandmeister and the TGIF network. But you need yeah, the DMR, but you need the DMR radio. Right. You have okay. to, no, 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 no. No, you do not need no, a DMR. You do no, you not don't need a DMR radio. I, I guess you were right, Steve. You do not need a DMR radio. You you uh you can use your regular HT and go strictly out to DMR YSF, uh, even P twenty five, which uh NXDN. But no, you're right. You, you can want use to get the analog, and radio. you can also access Echo Link on on, right. on the clear node. That's what. <laughs> well. You case, real uh, ambitious. You uh, can't uh, access. You can't access DMR Plus too. You have to set it up, but you can do it. In that case, I'm ordering me one tomorrow. I've been dreaming for a radio like that. I've been dreaming for a hotspot like that. Well, Steve, you, you can. To me, it doesn't sound as good as it should, but, I mean, you're crossing from analog over to digital, and then you're well, crossing that, from yes. digital back to analog. You can understand it, but it's different. Yeah, I was just going to say, for anybody who cares about audio and is picky about it, that, that is definitely one thing that should be mentioned, that while it's neat that you can basically turn any analog-only radio into what, a device that lets you communicate on a digital mode. There is that is that, you know, you are transcoding, you're going from analog to digital. It's not native digital through and through. And that is noticeable. I know that when I talk on DMR, uh, I can tell when somebody's coming in uh, via that setup, because it just, it has a different sound. It's um, it's, it's good. It, it works, but it's noticeable and you have to, take some time to adjust the uh the mic gain the audio on on your uh, clear node to get that to sound because the way it normally ships uh that uh two usb audio is pretty hot and when you do that going from analog to digital it, it will make you come out sounding pretty distorted on the other end so you got to tweak with that a little bit it is doable, and you know, if you're in a situation where you can only afford one of these things, or you can only take one with you, and you want to cover a lot of different modes, well, it it certainly works. I I've played with it with my clear node, but honestly, I prefer to use uh, the clear node for analog communications, and prefer to use my Open Spot three for the digital communication. So, just just thought that that should be mentioned out there because it, that's something that should be taken into consideration. Yeah. So um, 5R comment. I was just going to say that what's happened to me and some of us here, we've all really, at least I will just speak for me. I've really come to enjoy all star a whole lot. It's really my favorite mode. It's only now occasionally that I want to do something on DMR, like maybe check into the, worldwide uh, net, which is on DMR or do something else on DMR. And for me, at least and you know, others may say, well, Robert, you don't sound that great on it, but, but for me, the clear note is perfectly adequate for the occasional use that I make of, of DMR. So it, it's just something to think about. And that's just me. Others may have a totally different opinion. Back to you, Julian. Okay. And I think John, you had the, another comment. No, maybe not. I heard him in there. 
Okay. Does Maybe anybody else? Any five? Oh, go ahead then, Chris. Oh, uh, well, I just started to say clear note. Isn't the only one that does that now. Oh, there is a version of DB switch that now is working on ham VoIP. It's kind of a work in progress, but you, you can also get the Shari to go on DMR as well. Or any of the, well, I say Shari, that just happens to be the other one that I have, but any of the other ham VoIP nodes, uh, you can now set them up to go on the digital modes as well. A W0CAS, and I'm going to try that and we're going to see how it works. If it sounds as good as your did, Chris, you know, I'll be good. And Joel was in there. Uh, yeah, Sorry. Julian, uh, we, we, we left out a node, uh, the G7RPG node, which is built over in the UK. I think they're still building them. We have several blind hams that are using them. I think Gina's got one. Jeff's got one. Uh, WA2AIB, I think, has got one. Uh, there's, there's a few of them around, the G7 RPG nodes. He pre-builds them and sends them to you, but, you know, time you pay shipping over the pond, it's probably not any cheaper to get one of those. I yeah, and thanks for leaving them out. I completely forgot about them. Well, they've also got that all-star, what is it, radio-less node. It's like a pie with a mic hooked to it, and they sound great. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely other options out there as far as nodes. And I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Shari will even, if you don't want to go through uh, the, the trouble of putting it together yourself, they will sell you something that's already put together. Cause I know somebody who bought one. There's like that. Uh, yeah, I do. that way. Yeah. So there, so there are a, a, a myriad options out there. So does anybody have any questions about all-star? I'm going to mention one more thing and I'll quit. I think flip OBT has got one of them diners. Isn't that a, a node in a sort flip? Yeah, I can, I can answer that for him if he's not around. It's basically a cable that you hook from, to a regular radio, like a Kenwood radio or mobile. Uh, you plug it in the back of the Kenwood, or there's, uh, what's the uh, other radio? There's some other mobile radios. I uh, can't think of the name of right now. But you plug that cable into the Raspberry Pi and then into the back of the radio, and it turns it into an all-star node. I think that's what you're talking about, Johnny. Oh, I don't Go know, ahead. Joe. I've never... There's Flip. And you Tell are us about the Dyna. Yeah. Uh, mine's still sitting here on the desk, but I've started looking at uh, a bunch of the stuff. Yeah, just a six-pin conductor that plugs to the data input port. He does have a list of radios up on the, uh, what is that, uh, project's website. And, yes, you can buy all of his stuff pre-built. Uh, takes well, a while to get them. George? No, it's project hamprojects.org, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, something like that. But uh, yeah, you plug it into the data jack on the back of like a TMV 71 Alpha uh, or several other radios. Alenko is the other bottle. Alenko makes several radios that'll work with. Okay, Alenko. Okay, like you have to build your own. You build your own pie, right? Yes. Uh, you you put the OS on the Pi. You plug the Dyna into the back of the Pi. The other end of the Dyna has the cable that goes from the Dyna to your radio. And like I say, it's a six-pin uh, mini-DIN 
almost like what your keyboard would be or a mouse uh, into the back of your radio. And then if you have it hooked up to the to a good outside antenna, you've got you know a good distance away from the house instead of having the little sherry inside, which maybe if you're lucky, you can get a half mile out. Uh, otherwise, you can get way out there, depending on how okay. much power you want to put out. All right, cool. I wasn't sure what that was. I was we were talking I about that, that instead of the URI. The URIs is like 119 bucks. We were talking about acronyms before. What does Dino stand for? Don't ask me. All I know is Mickey said okay and bought the thing for me. So, you know, I've still got to get it put together. But Dino, I thought it was somebody's name. Yeah, is it someone in the kitchen with Dinah or something? I was about to do that. No, no, no. Great minds. Digital <laughs> input network. I don't, I don't know. Go to NC five R with a comment. Go ahead, Robert. <laughs> well, I feel empathetic to to people who are new to all this digital stuff, and trust me, it seems like Greek right now, but. Hang around the blind hams bridge a bit. It doesn't take that long to begin to start making sense out of all this stuff. It's not, Johnny tried to tell me a long time ago, it's not as complicated as I was trying to make it. There are a lot of acronyms and there are things to learn and there are things to figure out. There's no, no lie about that, but it's very doable and it's, it's all, and it's very accessible, which, which is exciting about it. And at the risk of doing what I just said we were in danger of doing adding yet more for anyone who cares. There is a really great app for the Mac called transceive, which is an, a, a Mac app designed specifically for connecting to all star. And it works really, really well. And that's all you need. Uh, if you have a Mac, if you want to get on all star, that's a way to do it. And there are other ways that we haven't even talked about as well, but I think we've, <laughs> we, we, we've said a lot back to you, Julian. Yeah, and, and again, I'll, I'll mention that uh, we can certainly uh, uh, consider having a more in-depth uh, tech zoom all about e these modes individually, because clearly there's a lot <laughs> to cover, and this is a, an overview, so we don't want to uh, completely overwhelm <laughs> the listeners. So I'm wondering if anybody out there, uh, especially someone who hasn't spoken or anything like that, ha might have a question about All-Star. Uh, Julian, I might mention there are also, of course, on CQ Blind Hams for those who haven't explored it. There's lots of podcasts up there on all these different modes already. If you want to, if you want to go into uh, in depth into more of them, yeah, you, there's a lot of information up there if one hasn't looked. Yep, there's definitely a good repository of information there. And as mentioned earlier, you know, the, the Blindhams network itself is just phenomenal for this. So all of us and even others who are not here, uh, you can get out, you can go out there, you can ask a question and you're almost likely going to get some kind of answer. And all of us are willing to, to get our hands involved and uh, help people get on the air and help them, uh, you know, uh, overcome some of these hurdles and take the complexity out of what seems like uh, complicated Greek so again, does anybody have any questions about All Star? I have a question actually. This is uh, Mishveri from Ontario, Canada, VE three O S V. 
Okay. I um, I basically, I got into ham about, oh, I've been out of it for about 20 years. I had a Kenwood uh, three fi- or 570 radio, uh, analog, and I haven't got into the digital stuff lately because I live in a town of like 5,000 people. And so for me to get anywhere, I had to probably have a hotspot and stuff like that. Um, but I'm basically wondering what radio would be the best to get um, as far as like accessibility and things of that nature. If I wanted to get on, say, All-Star, DMR, things like that. I do have Echolink on the phone and I have used that on the odd occasion. Um, but I would really like to get back onto the actual radio itself. All right. So uh, I know... Uh... You're probably going to get a very unanimous answer here yeah, <laughs> with regard to an accessible radio, and that would be the uh, any of the GD77 family of uh, handhelds, and uh, we're already starting to get a mobile option as well, the TYT9600. They're starting to build the accessible firmware for that, so uh, pretty soon you're, you're going to have a mobile to add to that list. So, you know, any of these radios where you install the accessible GD77 software onto it suddenly becomes uh, fully accessible with, uh, with speech. And you can combine that with uh, any of these devices we were talking about, the hotspots or the uh, all-star nodes and, you know, get it on the internet and you're on the air. Yeah. And I'll run down the, the, the four handhelds that we, that we're talking about. That's the GD77 the GD77S, the RD5R by Balfang, and the Balfang DM1801. Now, there's supposedly a DM1801A. It's sort of the white whale. You don't see them. So like those, are the, them. those are the four accessible uh, GD77 family of radios. Now, as far as mobiles, we do have for analog, the Kenwood TMV71A, which I use every day on All-Star. So I'm talking to the Blindhams Network all around the world on a Kenwood analog radio. I connect it to either my Shari node or my clear node. So I hope that helps uh, answer your question. Did you have any follow-up questions, sir? Okay, I'm going to take that as... uh as that we've helped. <laughs> so does anybody else have any questions about All-Star? Okay, well, I guess it's a wrap on that. And again, uh, you know, we'll, we, I think this is certainly going to be something we're going to need to visit in a more in-depth tech zoom because there's a lot to it. But at least uh, we've given you uh, an overview on three of the most popular ways to connect into the Blind Hams Network. For a full list of all the different methods that are available, just go to www.blindhams.com and you can easily find it there, all all the different ways to connect. So uh, without further ado, uh, the moment that uh, we've all been waiting for, as we all knew there was a contest going on here, and I'm going to go ahead and kick this over to Joel and uh, let him officiate this part of things. All right. Thanks, Julian. As uh, as you guys and ladies may know, we, we were taking entries into the drawing. And to qualify, you had to let me know that you did not have a, uh, a digital hotspot 
or a all-star node or one of the accessible GD77 families of radio in your household, which, you know, the wife might not have one, but the husband may have. So we just wanted to make it available for somebody that didn't have any access to this equipment. And we are giving away a clear node zero, which is with shipping, that's about 300 bucks. And then we're giving away this radio right here in my hand, the RD5R by Balfang. That is programmed with the accessible GD77 firmware. And I will put a basic code plug in the radio with one repeater and the information that you need to connect to the clear node zero when you get it. So with further ado, I want to let everybody know who is the winner. We get the drum roll from Steve. Long term, and the winner is that's the only one I could find. <laughs> and the winner is Dan K A four D A N. I don't believe Dan logged in tonight. I didn't hear. Oh his no! Congratulations, oh. Dan and D A N. Didn't we say winner had to be present? No, we didn't. I'm only no, kidding. we didn't because we <laughs> we didn't know the circumstances. But I'm only kidding. That that's that's uh, it's exciting. I wish Dan was here so we could. Talk to him about setting up his clear note and how what the process is going to be. Uh, I'll have to get an email out to him. But uh, thanks all 20 of you guys for uh, entering. And uh, come back for next month's Zoom. We're not going to give something away every month. But when we get the funds generated and we or somebody wants to donate a radio or something, we might have a drawing in the future. Who knows it? But I wanted to kick off the uh, CQ Blindham's Tech Zoom with a big, with a big bang, and uh, nothing beats a clear node zero. Actually, I want one myself. That's how bad. That's how good a piece of kit it is. Robert just got his. Robert, you want to tell everybody about your clear node zero? Yeah, the clear node zero, or it's actually called the clear zero. Um, it is a very tiny device it's, it's almost like a little module that'll fit in the palm of your hand is how small it is it's amazing and if as people have described this is the device that has a tiny little radio transceiver built inside it along with a tiny little computer uh, raspberry pi and those are connected together that allow you to use your analog radio to get on the internet and the clear node zero uh, or the clear zero, I'm doing it too, um, is, is, is I plan to use mine as a mobile uh, device. I have a, um, an, a battery that I plug into the clear zero. This is one of these uh, power banks and, and I can operate the clear zero uh, and use my iPhone as the, hotspot or to provide the internet connection and so i i was in the car today using the uh clear zero um with one of my gd77 family radios and was talking to people all around uh, the world in the car because of this ability to connect to the internet the way we've been talking about i sort of think of this as enhanced radio because it's just like uh fm analog radio but Thanks to the internet, you can 
go all over the world with it. And I'm getting ready to make a trip across the country and looking forward to having this uh, capability while we're driving across the, the country. And uh, I will say that that it, it's very interesting uh, kind of and funny, actually. Um, I was having trouble getting my clear zero to work. And the reason I was having trouble was because people kept saying there are three ports and you need to plug the power for the clear zero into the port that's farthest to the right. And for the life of me, I could only feel two ports on my clear zero. And the reason that I could only feel two ports is because when they ship them now, they cover that third port with a piece of tape that says power on it. <laughs> but if you can't read the word power, you, you have no way of knowing you're supposed to remove that tape and there's your power port. Uh, NC5R, back to you, Joel. Thanks, well, I'm going to be mean a minute. and I'm going to ask a question somebody asked you the other day, and I'm just picking. How did that make you feel? Very, very relieved when I finally found out what the problem was, but frustrated when, you know, it was uh, unclear to me how to move forward. But uh, something was clearly wrong, and I didn't know what for a while. You know, so would that have been an unclear hand? zero at that point? It was an absolute zero for a while. But now you love it. Oh. Anyway, we'd like to thank everybody, and uh, we'll get with Dan and get his get his clear zero ordered from Jerry Philby. And what what happens if you want to order one? You go to Jerry's website and you pick your clear note that you want to buy, and pay for it. Then he'll send you an email, and with uh, the email, it has some specs. You know, you fill out the answers like Robert did, uh, and it's you put your node number, your node password. Put your Wi-Fi credentials because the Clear Zero is a Wi-Fi only uh, uh, node. Where the regular Clear node, you can pl plug it into Ethernet. I don't think we said that tonight. You can plug it into Ethernet. And the Shari's uh, also, because it's just a regular Raspberry Pi, you can plug it in via Ethernet or you can use it via Wi-Fi. So back to you, Julian. Well, one, right. one, one, thing, one thing you neglected to mention, you mentioned going to Jerry's node, but you forgot to tell us what that node address is. And it is node-ventures.com. There you go. Yeah, there you go. <coughs> node-ventures. Node-ventures.com. There you go. I got it out right. So, okay. Well, well, congratulations to Dan. I'm hoping that by our next tech zoom that Dan will be up and running. And if we haven't worked him on the air by then, that, uh, uh, we'll be able to work him here in the tech zoom. We'll, we'll, and find have out to, how he's... we'll have to get him in here and tell us about his experience with it since he got it. Yeah, absolutely. And free HP team. <clears throat> yeah. And, right. uh, Julian and I also, I want to, sorry for interrupting Julian. Julian and I also have a couple of podcasts on about setting up, setting up a cleared note for a new blind user. Uh, some little tips and tweak, tweaks that Julian helped me with my first clear node. And Chris Miller has done several podcasts on, on all-star nodes and how to do weather and put call signs in instead of node numbers. I mean, CQ Blind has, we've got a bunch of a great podcast up there. If you haven't subscribed, 
go up and subscribe and learn about these digital modes. Oh, I'm done now, Julian. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, and I should add, when I was first getting set up with DMR and I wanted to get into hotspots, um, I, it was a podcast from there that helped me to learn how to set it up. Cause I, everybody told me before, Oh, it's a visual thing. It's got a screen on it. Not sure if you're going to be able to set it up. And it, it was after listening to the podcast that was there about how to set up a pie star hotspot that I realized, Oh, this is a piece of cake. I can do this. <laughs> so uh, it's a wonderful resource. CQ blind hands. You can learn a lot from it. When I was first getting involved with DMR, Chris's podcast, on how to install the MD380 tools on my El Cheapo Chinese TYT MD380 uh, got me through that. And then I listened to his initial podcasts on the DMR stuff, and there you go. And N6RXT helped me with some things I was tripping over, and it's all up there. Awesome. All right, so... Um... Moving along here to the uh, next part of the discussion here, we need to figure out a topic for next month's Tech Zoom. And as we mentioned during the introduction of this whole concept, um, you know, showing up to these meetings uh, lets you have a say in what we're going to talk about uh, in future meetings, but in particular, this one that will be coming up in uh, April. So, um, space. Trying to figure out how do we would do this exactly. I mean, my, my thoughts are that, of course, since we've talked about these three different ways of connecting, uh, if uh, the, all of you listening here feel that we should go in depth into one of those, should we do that? Or does anybody have any topics they want to throw into the ring here? Yeah, unmute yourself if you've got a, uh, an idea, if you want to get deep dive into one of these three modes or want to do another one. I'd say go into All Star deeply. Deep dive into All Star. That's one vote for All Star. What about anybody else got any comments or ideas? All right. Eloquence has something to say. I think that was flip on me. Okay. Very eloquent, I must say. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, would, uh, I would give a vote to All Star as well. It's a uh, you know, certainly the most popular mode on, on the uh, network. And, uh, and now that we're getting more people hopefully introduced here, uh, it might be helpful to get into a little bit more in-depth discussion on All-Star. Now Patrick gives, when he calls in that, he gives the statistics and like, or when he announces the net uh, statistics on the CQ blind, or not, I mean, on the blindnamesgroup.io, he'll tell, uh, say, out of 50 check-ins, 41 of them are all-star, two or three DMR, two or three echo link, one D-star. Patrick gets breaks it down like that. And that's how we know what is most popular on Blindham's network. Is by, you by know Patrick. just by listening. You, you figure that uh, out one, two, yeah, three. Yeah, you can do that too. Uh, also, if uh, there's a list of nets that we have on the Blindham's network on the, on the website too, on blindhams.com. Right below all the ways to connect to the network, you go down, it's got all the nets on the network. I mean, we've got a bunch of them. Steve calls a few. Some of, which we, a few. some of which we host and some of which we tap into. Right. Uh, Good evening, Mike, gentlemen. I might mention here that uh, 
if somebody wants to be at that control station on the blind hems digital net, I do have a, I do have a Saturday opening, which I'm going to take and unless somebody else wants it. But, uh, uh, the guy that does second Saturday says he needs to back out. So I sort uh-huh. of set it up where I can float. So, but it, if somebody else would like to learn about, uh, Doing that, would like to try it. Let me know. Any five me. All right. So if anybody uh, wants to take a shot at uh, doing net control on Saturdays, get a hold of Chris and he'll uh, he'll get you set up. I heard a YL there. It sounded like a YL with a question. No, it's me, Becky, and 2 ZOE. I was just listening. I finally figured out how to get on Zoom on this thing on my iPad. It's a new iPad, so. But okay. I just wanted to join in. Awesome. So, so since you're here, um, do you have any thoughts or suggestions as to what uh, our future uh, discussion should be? So far, what we've got on the floor is a, a more in-depth discussion on All-Star. Well, yeah, you could do that. I would. I agree to that one. What about here's here's a suggestion i don't know if it's a good one but what about those of you hams who have extra class licenses maybe have a zoom study um session sometimes on people with people who want to get their extras it's just an idea or how to or people who maybe people who are not as tech savvy with zoom or iphones you know give a little you know demo or something it's just a thought okay that's a good idea i don't know what you guys think it's it's totally up to you well uh, there's no such thing as a bad idea here Uh, the the whole purpose of this discussion is to uh, have everybody participate, everybody, uh, and hopefully we all come away with a little something or know, learning a little something that we didn't know before. So all ideas are good and, and we welcome them. So uh, helping to prepare for uh, extra class exams and uh, uh, perhaps uh, a little uh, refresher or whatever on how to uh, use the Zoom features or things like that, we could certainly. We, we did that initially when we were uh, launching uh, this concept but it's probably not a bad idea to revisit it every so often, especially if we, uh, we start to become uh, more well-known for it. Yeah. And I, I saw yeah, drop the ball this week. I was going to try to put up three topics and let everybody that showed up vote. And I forgot to do all that. I've been kind of sick this week, but we also talked about having a, a zoom on all the different apps, ham apps that's accessible on the iPhone and the Android platform. We, we're, talking about doing that as one of our topics does that sound interesting to anybody oh yeah i like that idea too <laughs> and I vote, I, on that. I vote on that and i think i like the idea with the extra too because i recently called handy hams and i got i asked them to send me the cartridge but i didn't know um i but i'm still trying to to listen to wa0 tva's um lectures but i thought maybe a zoom question answer for the extra might work and those of us who don't ha- who have trouble with the theory 
it was just an idea. And I like your idea about different apps for blind people with, um, with the iPad and the Android, but I have an iPhone and an iPad. And I think that would be awesome. Okay. And, and it might give a suggestion if you haven't already considered it. Uh, when I was stuttering, uh, studying for my licenses, I really found the Gordon West uh, instruction material yep. to be very helpful. That's what I got. And I studied on uh, on YouTube. <laughs> Actually, I watched a, a show, uh, a YouTube channel called The Ham Whisperer. Now, his material what? was not out. Not it's, that was his name. And it, I got my general and my tech while listening to all his videos. But we also own uh, blindhams.com. We have something called study links. And if you click on the study links page, that has several YouTube channels and some other material like Dave Kassler. Uh, there's uh, uh, Dan Romachek has a great study guide that you can you can buy from uh, Amazon. It's it's a, it's a Kindle <laughs> Kindle book, and you can study all three tech journal and extra with Dan Romachek's no nonsense study guides. Well, I have to tell you something. I don't mean to interrupt you guys. Um, I tried getting on that website and for whatever reason, it's not working with my iPhone or my iPad or the computer for that matter. I don't know what the heck, but it won't let me click on any links. So go figure. Uh, you're the first one I've heard say that. I've got uh, Jaws. I'm the one that runs that website. And uh, we have people that test it with Jaws and NVDA. And then you're the first one I've heard say that. So I'm so sorry. Uh, maybe we yeah, can get, I, I know get I've with used you. it with voiceover on the iPhone and it's worked. I have, I have and too. I, I, and uh, I run it with system access, Joel. So it, it's, it's accessible. Yeah, yeah. There must be a problem somewhere. Yeah. System access. Yep. That's exactly what I use. And I cannot, for the life of me, I cannot do it on my computer. And then I can't get it. I can't figure out how to get from point A to point B with the iPhone or the iPad either. So go figure that one out. Which browser are you using, Becky? Oh, which iPhone? Uh, iPhone no, 12? which browser? Oh, Internet Explorer, but that's because... There's your oh, problem right there. No, no. Well, no, no, no Internet Explorer is so out of date, you'll never get to anything. Internet Explorer don't work on the iPhone either, does it, Julian? Julian's a trainer. <laughs> No, oh, wait, definitely. Wait, wait. <laughs> oh, you said the iPhone Safari. I'm sorry. Okay. On your computer. Well, I mean, it, it, work. It, it sounds like it's definitely something that requires a little Time bit of a, a follow up. Here. Upgrade. <laughs> well, there's, we only one there's only we one turn... problem with that. Well, you're on Windows 98? No, I'm not. I'm on Windows 10. But that, that's not a problem. The screen reader I have for my computer, system access, does not work with anything but Internet Explorer. Okay, it just that's a problem. Um, in, the, in the in the name of in the name of going the, through our agenda here without getting too derailed, uh, I'd like to see if we can uh, figure out what our next uh, month's discussion is going to be, and then we could certainly uh, after we close the meeting uh, go into a little bit more in, in depth uh, help there, if that's okay with you. Um, yeah. So, um, so far on the table, I guess we've got a uh, more in-depth discussion of All-Star, and it sounds like uh, there's also the uh, 
the topic of accessible ham radio related apps that are out there. And that seemed to get a lot of interest. In fact, I think it's actually in the lead now, if I, if I was sort of yeah. voice counting correctly. So anybody else out there have thoughts or would like to throw their uh, support behind one of the two? WV5ETG. Go ahead, ETG. Hi. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm all for the apps, and I wonder if you might expand it to uh, Windows and, and Mac OS apps to find out how they seem to work with things like Echo Link. Uh, the other two things that I had that newcomers might be interested in is, number one, we'd be interested in knowing more about these Chinese radios and where you get them and, and what the differences are between the different models. Oh. And secondly, <clears throat> uh, way down the road, since everybody's you know concentrating on digital stuff here, um, for those of us who haven't had a station up in 20 years and whose last radio might have been a Kenwood TS 440, uh, could somebody please do something on uh, HF rigs uh, and accessibility? Oh yeah, yes, we yeah, have a we we have a podcast on the uh, Kenwood TS 590 on CQ Bonhams and then on the CQ Bonhams YouTube channel. We did one on the 590. We also have a podcast that we did called "The Best Radios for New Blind Ham," and that gets into. It just well, I don't think all the other accessible radios were available at that time, were they, Julian, or were just the GD77 and the 77S? No, yeah. the RD5R was available then. Yeah, also. yeah. So we, we talked about those on the podcast, but we can we can deep dive into them. It's going to be a very short podcast. Yeah, and, and it could certainly be a good tech zoom discussion as well. So I think we can I put that on the list as well. Some of those, it may be a hardware problem with with the stream, but I tried to open some of those podcasts on the stream, and and some of them would just wouldn't open on the stream. Yes, I don't know. We what found out. The we found is. out. We've solved that problem, but we can't fix the old podcast. Do you have an Amazon Echo? Uh, yeah, I do. Tell it to play the CQ Bonham's podcast, and it plays it perfectly. Okay. And you can also play it on your iPhone, on your Android phone. Uh, but the, yeah, we did find the problem, and it was we just solved it last two weeks ago. And there's a okay, lot of good, uh, a lot of good podcast apps as out there as well. I per, I personally like Overcast. Uh, I use that on iOS a lot. That works very nicely. Everybody I know yeah, I've got Overcast and Downcast, overcast. but I usually don't do it there. I, uh, anyway, I, I prefer Downcast. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, there's many different ways. All right. So, um, it's kind of looking, I mean, it seems to me like uh, the, the discussion of the apps uh, is oh, yeah. looking like the, the contender for next uh We meeting. have a winner. Uh, ding, 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 ding. All right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> So, and again, I, I think if we're going to cover all the different platforms and things like that, it's going to be very similar to today where it's going to be a little bit more of an overview type of presentation, but we can certainly, you know, branch off of that and uh, have more in-depth discussion on specific ones if everybody uh, wants. So that's the beauty of this in participating here. Uh, you know, we, we realize that not everybody can be here at, on the day of the meeting, but it's nice if you can, because it lets you have a direct say into what we're going to be covering in the future. So uh, on that note, I want to thank everybody for uh, coming here tonight. I want to thank all the uh, my fellow CQ Blindham's uh, podcasters for uh, for helping us put this together. And um, 
the meeting is now closed and uh, we'll return this to whatever it goes to. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and visit www.blindhams.com.